Thursday night football, Eagles, Vikings. We got a Tua Tagovailoa promo going on underdog. Football is officially underway, and we are here to dive into the week two slate of the Pick'em board. This is the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour. We are your hosts, Ahan Rungta and Trevor Tipton. Not the best Sunday for us as we both bricked on our own entries uh, on Sunday, but Thursday Night Football were perfect so far through week one, uh, and that's what uh, we're going to start with this week. Trevor, how are we doing? Uh, doing well. Uh, I mean, two and one. I wish it would have gone the other way. I mean, they just – Tannehill just didn't throw the ball to Burks. Like, he just didn't throw the ball to him. Uh, I can't believe the targets Westbrook got. Meanwhile, Burks was open all day. Um, obviously, he gave some love to D-Hop. Um, but, man, Burks is so talented. And uh, it's it's like me watching Zach Gallon in Arizona. It's all this talent, it's just not getting used correctly. <laughs> Yep, and and for my play, I had uh, Jordan Love uh, higher on rushing yards. Uh, I had twelve and a half. He had twelve. Well, you hooked. Uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, I yeah, I I might be done with Chase Claypool just for a little bit. He had a screen pass uh, and dropped it. Um, just about summarized uh, that uh, Bears offense in totality. So anyway, it's it's a new week though. We got new winners to find. We got Cantrell in chat. What's up? And we got our very own Matt Babich in the chat. Also, we've got some week two winners to find, and uh, we've got some motion in this Vikings-Eagles Thursday night football game because we've got some news coming in recently. Kenneth Gainwell is out, and James Bradbury, the cornerback, is out. So maybe an interesting uh, Eagles-Vikings game on the slate here uh, the spread goes a little bit closer. It's now at six to six and a half points plays. So maybe we can get some some good football without injuries during the game this time. Maybe we can get a good primetime game. But uh, regardless, um, Trevor, how, how are we reading this? Uh, do we think the Eagles uh, trounce them still? Um, interesting on what they do. I mean, Gainwell, while he was an easy pick for us betting last you know, we had him as our betting picks. His line was 16 and a half. They said they were going to use him. He could have fallen over and gotten 17 yards in that game. However, he's not efficient. I mean, I, I, I can't figure out for the life of me who DeAndre Swift has offended for these teams to not use his talent. Um, I think that it's going to force their hand this week. Um, I, am at, I imagine they activate Penny. Uh, who knows, right? They end up that, doing the Eagles. They probably get Boston Scott the ball 37 times uh, just because it's the Eagles. That being said, um, if I'm the Vikings, while we're loving to throw, we got JJ, we got all these targets. What do I want to do? I want to keep the ball out of Philadelphia's hands. I want to eat some clock. I want nice, long, sustained drives. I don't want to be in a shootout with the Eagles. Like, if you know, when it comes down to it, I just don't want to be a shootout with them. Um, now, are the Vikings still going to throw the ball? Yes. Uh, but I believe one of the keys for them to win, uh, and I think it, it leans more towards the first half, I think they're going to get uh, Madison really involved. And that's my pick for this game Thursday night is Alexander Madison over 12 and a half rushing attempts. 
I believe he's going to be used. Uh, the last time when Cook was out and they played the Eagles, Madison had uh, 16 rushing attempts. Um, it's a lot of people are fading this because they're looking at his history going, well, he's never had that. And I'm like, well, yeah, it wasn't the bell cow back. Like <laughs> he had this guy named Dalvin Cook who's really, really good in front of him. Um, so from a value standpoint, I really, really like the availability there of that game. Um, and right, like I I try to think of it like this from a real DFS standpoint. Like, how do I counter, right? Like, what's the contrarian play to getting there? And for me, it's they control the ball, they're very calculated, um, and they get people involved. So it's one of those I hope uh I hope that's what they do. I feel like that's what they do. Um but I also don't trust the Vikings. But from a value standpoint, um, I really like this. Um, this is already up uh, to like minus 125 uh, at some books. So it's climbing. You know, it was as low as like minus 102 at FanDuel. So I want to see that go up. So I like seeing that value because uh, as soon as it hits 140-ish, it's going to get hooked up. So I like being able to get it early today and get it at 12 and a half. Yeah, and I absolutely love uh, the approach to attacking Alexander Madison here because uh, not, you know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna say say too much about Alexander Madison's game because Alexander Madison's father may or not, may not be looking at my tweets as he normally does, <laughs> but uh, I I do uh, agree with the volume here. I don't want to trust his efficiency in this matchup at all. Like in general, I don't trust Alexander Madison's efficiency uh, as a lead back, but. Uh, I like that he only got 11 rushing attempts last game, and you see this juice uh, to the over uh, for good reason uh, in this matchup. So I love that approach. And speaking of the juice, if you want to look at ways to attack uh, the market on the sports books, we have another show just for you run by Memphis Young called The Juice that runs every Friday night. And you got to check that out as well. Add it to your programming schedule for Player Profiler. Uh, but sticking with uh, this game, uh, we're going to collab on another entry. I've, we're going to keep this theme of uh, taking one pick from each of us uh, that we love. And, uh, you know, we, we discussed these beforehand that we, we like both of these uh, these plays that we put. But I'm going to go on the Eagles side here because we do need uh, one pick from each team. And I found one that I absolutely love. It's been moving all day on books. It's been moving all day on underdog, which is why I haven't finalized until now which way I'm going to attack this. But I'm good now on taking Dallas Goddard higher than 46 and a half receiving yards. And I was going to take this as long as it didn't get to 49 and a half. Uh, so you see this uh, prop is already on uh, the books at around 48 and a half uh, in a lot of places. Uh, and Dallas Goddard last week, what did he do? Zero catches on one target against that uh, Patriots defense, which Patriots defense is nothing to be slept on. Uh, but he did not get volume. They really did not look uh, at him at all. And I like that because last year, if y'all remember, Devontae Smith, everybody was crying about me touting Devontae Smith last year. Week one, zero catches on four targets, and he follows that up in week two with seven targets, seven catches, 80 yards. So the Eagles have uh, done this. You know, They did this all of last season where someone has a lower volume game and they go right back to him and have a high volume game the next game. To add to this, the Vikings defense outside of cornerback Byron Murphy does not impress me. 
Is Byron Murphy going to be shadowing Dallas Goddard? No. So Dallas Goddard, I'm all in on his uh, volume in this game, but also uh, his efficiency because I don't think the Vikings uh, will be able to do anything to stop him, especially with him not being the priority. Uh, the Vikings, number one in blitz rate in week one. So Jalen Hurts probably going to be looking for those short passes as well. Uh, but Goddard also capable yards after catch as well. Um, and he cleared you, this. Yeah, go ahead. Let me interrupt. Did you see they just brought his reception prop back up? Yeah. So I'm looking at the, at the board right now. So in the morning it was four. Now it's four and a half. Four and and a half. we've only seen one yard of an increase on the receiving yards. So before this gets around 50, that's why we're streaming now. Yeah. It's Wednesday. So yeah. before this gets to 50, I'm taking Dallas Goddard higher than 46 and a half yards. A line which he cleared in 10 out of 13 games with Jalen Hurts at quarterback last year already. And now we get a good matchup. Uh, so I like this as long as the Eagles don't go up by 30 in the first quarter and they just stop throwing completely. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, you know, that was what you have to remember last year is one of the things with the Eagles is they were up by so much in the first half every game. They were shutting it down a lot in the second half. Uh, they have a way tougher schedule this year. Um, you know, it's going to be, they're going to have to play a lot more four quarter games. And while they're really good, it's there. Um, I like Goddard here. I actually have a league, uh, my non NF. FC and non FFPC leagues. Uh, I do a few tournaments on ESPN with some buddies. Um, I have a league that Dallas Goddard was dropped in last night. Um, I am, I, I threw my fab at it because it's going to, right. I got two days to wait. Um, and I am just like, I, I keep itching it up a little bit at a time. Cause I'm like, you, okay. Right. Like you just gave me Goddard. Like I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go full for those who know him. Uh, Dave Hubbard is one of the most successful high stakes player there is. I'm just throwing the bank at it. So uh, I'm a Dallas Goddard fan. I like the upside this week um, with that opportunity there for him to really get going. Absolutely. And uh, if I may say so myself, that is a disgusting act by whoever dropped Goddard. And it's unfortunate. We talked about that on our air live. Uh, as uh, people who are joining us on stream, if you're listening on podcasts, well, we always recite the plays so that you can listen along and uh, tail as quickly as possible. But if you are on stream joining with us, we are locking it in right now for a half a unit. Dallas Goddard, higher than 46 and a half receiving yards. With Alexander Madison, higher than 12 and a half rushing attempts. You can only do this as standard play for to uh, double uh, your, uh, your entry amount. Um, and submit. The button has been clicked. Go get it now before that these uh, lines possibly move very quickly. And that's, you know, I want to piggyback on what Ahan talked about with Madison real quick again. Remember, the NFL was stupid enough to let Howie Roseman get Carter in the first round without the first or second pick in the draft. And we saw what he did last week. So it's another reason, right? We want to go at just volume versus him right i can see him having 14 15 carries and having 40 yards like that's very possible in this game so i like that uh that's one of the main reasons i like that upside there absolutely um i, I love that spot now we do have some uh, motion going on not just uh, in these games but with how we are going to produce content uh for uh underdog and for those of you who are tailing our picks as you can see already in within the first week these lines move all week long. It's the NFL. It's a moving league. It's a fast-paced league. We got news of these uh, Eagles injuries 
uh, and Vikings uh, injuries this morning. And already you can see the Goddard line. If you tried to get receptions, it's already four and a half. Uh, so one of the things we are bringing back this year, starting in week two, is the underdog pick generator. And uh, the underdog pick generator is basically something we will put up every Wednesday, um, which is a list of early lanes from both me and Trevor that we have. And this is part of the DFS Dominator package on Player Profiler. So if you want to find these, you go playerprofiler.com. You need the DFS Dominator package. And then on the top of the screen, you will see a little uh, red bar, and it'll say underdog pick generator. You want to click on that every Wednesday, uh, usually right before we go live on air on Wednesdays. At 4.30, we will have about 10 or so, plus or minus a few uh, leans that we like, uh, most of which will be for the Sunday board. And we're kind of going to track not just our record on these early picks, but also let's see how these lines move and if we're getting ahead of these. And uh, over the course of the season, you're going to see us not necessarily victory lap, but make sure that we're on the right side of these line moves because if last year, uh, just an example – I personally got a Devlin Singletary. I think it was higher than 49 and a half rushing yards, somewhere around that range. On Saturday morning, that closed at 61 and a half. And that was one of the most ridiculous ones. Not all of them will be as extreme, but you're always looking for for value anywhere you can get it. You don't want to get hooked by those two yards. We've all felt that pain. So that's why we're bringing back the underdog pick generator. And with that, before we get into the second half of our programming today, a word from our sponsor. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can 5x your payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour. We are here with Trevor Tipton and myself, Ahan Rungta. We just went over the Thursday night football board, and we locked in Dallas Goddard higher than 46.5 receiving yards and Alexander Madison higher than 12.5 rushing attempts. But we've got more football to talk about, and the majority of it is on Sunday. But like we just mentioned, we want to get ahead of these a little bit. Trevor, let's talk a little bit about this slate from a bird's eye view first. What are some games you're either looking forward to or want to target specifically uh, for player pickems as they come out throughout the week? Uh, first one for me is Cincy Baltimore. Um, you know, we talked about Devonta Smith earlier, and now we're going to talk about T. Higgins. T. Higgins had 140 air yards, eight targets, with no catches and no points. It's literally impossible for T. Higgins to do that again. Like, it's just impossible. Um, this is a division matchup. They're going, it's going to be, you know, people are going to fade it. They're, you know, they're going to think, ah, oh, Baltimore's defense. This is a great buy low spot for DFS plays on the Cincy side. Um, I think their lines are, you know, as we look here, let me pull, I was pulling that game up. 
um, just the few we have out right now. Um, you know, T. Higgins is 59 and a half yards. Jamar is only 76. Um, and both of those guys can go for 120 to 150 in a game. We've seen him do it. Uh, this is probably going to be a great spot to take advantage. Uh, the next one I'm looking forward to is the Niners at the Rams. Um, I think people are going to be a little higher on the Rams after how they played the Seahawks. They're going to get reminded at how good the Niners are. Um, it's it's going to be a real – Shanahan's going to expose eight undrafted rookie or six seventh-round picks on that defense, uh, unlike they Seattle did. And then uh, I'm excited for another buy-low spot with the Giants, uh, right? Everybody's off the Giants. They got you know smacked in the mouth by the Cowboys. They look terrible. They get the Cardinals. The Cardinals arguably are – tanking for Caleb like there nobody's saying it nobody's saying it like admitting it but I mean you know such yellow sky's blue grass is green right <laughs> the Cardinals are taken so uh and while they were in that game with Washington I don't believe they'll be in this game with the Giants um this is a you know Wink's gonna come at them you know this is you know historically Wink has crushed these type of offenses um where Wink struggled is against elite offenses um, so I think he's going to have some schemes up, and uh, I think this is going to be another great uh, by low point this week. Yeah, and uh, to go along with this uh, 49ers Rams uh, experience, let's call it that we're, we're we're about to have. I guess I could use it as leverage to rant about uh, my uh, article series. Uh, you know, each week that that I'm writing for Player Profiler, and I may or may not have taken the Seahawks um, in Week One, and uh, the Rams just said, uh, you know. We are Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, and Matthew Stafford, and you will apologize to us. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Rams, okay? Um, and I'm sorry for believing that Pete Carroll was capable enough of uh, beating <laughs> Sean McVay. Um, but uh, speaking of Pete Carroll, um, a game, you know, we, we've seen some injury news uh, just recently about this game, but a game that I'm looking forward to either way, uh, just because it's two teams where I kind of need – to see more, especially after week one, I kind of need to see more of them um, is Seahawks and Lions. Uh, so the Seahawks, they have obviously the offensive weapons with Geno Smith. They gave Geno Smith the contract. They have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Uh, but the Lions, uh, the Lions beat the Chiefs in week one. The Chiefs were a little shorthanded. Um, but regardless, these are two offenses that are very interesting to me. And the Seahawks are uh, underdogs by uh, almost a full touchdown here. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is just a good old-fashioned shootout, kind of like we saw Seahawks Saints indoors last year. Uh, so if we're looking at the underdog pick'em board, I kind of think this is going to be a shootout. And for that reason, I might be looking into, spoiler alert, maybe targeting some receivers in that game since I think it'll be pass-heavy. Uh, but Charles Cross, Seahawks offensive lineman, looks like he's out. Um, so maybe that'll change my mind. The other one uh, is... Uh, Probably the most obvious, like everyone's going to be watching this game. Of the, the square week. play of the square play of the week. The square play of the week, which is Chiefs Jags, and I think we're going to see a lot of people not only just take player pick them overs in this game just because it's Patrick Mahomes versus Trevor Lawrence, but I think some of them are going to pay out as well because these are two defenses that didn't necessarily blow me away in Week One, and these are two quarterbacks, which I mean, I I don't think it should be debatable that Patrick Mahomes especially when he has Travis Kelsey with him, is the best quarterback we have. And Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley are now developing that connection that is elite. Um, 
And maybe they kind of disappointed me in uh, week one against the Colts, but I think, again, they, they connect in this uh, in this matchup as well. And don't sleep on uh, Christian Kirk, Evan Engram. Evan Engram had a really nice week one, by the way. Evan Engram and Zay Jones as well. So that's a good receiving core. So I'm looking forward to that game and figuring out where the value lies. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. We're going to talk about, uh, for those of you who are unaware, Underdog also has now live pickums. So during the games, you can go check out their live lines. Um, and this is a great opportunity uh, if you're watching the game live to take advantage of some situations. Uh, if you see offenses are going, the defenses aren't stopping them, you can jump in and you can make your DFS plays live right there, right as the games are going. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out live during the games. Uh, it's under the Pick'em tab, uh, and that's a cool new feature they've added for this year. That's a great call-out, and if you're in the Player Profiler Discord, or if you're not in the Player Profiler Discord, you should get in there because uh, we talk uh, in our Top Bet channel. We talk about betting, but for Pick'ems, we talk about Pick'ems in our in our Pick'ems channel, uh, people sharing their entries, uh, people feeding off each other's energy for these Pick'ems. So join us in the Discord, and uh, maybe you'll see one of us um, on Sunday in uh, the Discord dropping a live Pick'em. So it's a great call-out. Finally, uh, for today's programming, we've got some news out of Underdog Fantasy. And if you're in the Underdog Fantasy Discord, you got news of this a little early as well. Underdog Fantasy each week this year is giving out a $100,000 pot that will be up for grabs for those who submit a pick'em entry with a designated player each week. And they're beginning this week with $10,000 to 10 different winners, which is just crazy and this is why we have this show, to figure out how to take advantage of these promos. So how does it work? You get one ticket per week, one pick of entry. That's your ticket. The entry you submit does not need to win to be eligible uh, for the $100,000. So it's absolutely worth it to play these. Um, and it looks like a lot of us, uh, you know, they're mostly limited. For example, I'm limited to $20. I'm not sure if that's universal or not, but I'm limited to $20. And that's, that's how much we're going to play on this. Um, but... We're here to find the winner, right? It doesn't have to win for you to be eligible for the promo, but we're going to win it, win for you anyway. And the week two choice on the board is two attack of Iloa total yards. So that's that's the uh, that's the pick of the week, and we are going to find something else on the board to pair Tua with. But first off, Trevor, we're both on the same side for this one. Which way are we on Tua? Uh, so this for us, in case anybody was unaware and just didn't watch the NFL week one. Uh, Tua can throw a deep ball contrary to popular belief. Tyreek Hill is uncoverable. Um, they have arguably the best wide receiving core in the league. This is a, a matchup that I just love here. And they came out early in the season and said, Mike McDaniel said, we're going to throw the ball deep. We're going to go after this. Um, we, you know, we, they get new England this week. It's a divisional matchup. This is super important for them. And while Ahan is a Patriots fan, uh, they don't have anybody that can cover Tyreek and Jalen. Just, that's just the reality. Is Bill going to try to scheme something and come up with something? Sure. But the fact of the matter is some of it is just let Tyreek run as fast as he can and just have to throw the ball at him. Um, you know, we saw what they're able to do there. Miami's going to continue to press the ball at them. Um, 
you know, their running game is there to support their passing game at this point. Um, you know, they don't have any backs that are going to dominate the field right now. So I love Tua over 277 and a half passing yards. So it's actually 277 and a half total yards, although he's not going to be running a lot this year, but it yeah. is worth noting it's total yards. And if you look at the the total yards, which is going to be passing plus rushing, technically by definition it's passing plus rushing plus receiving but uh yeah. well, not, not not exactly sure we're gonna get any uh hey maybe maybe they go philly philly this game you never know uh yeah i don't want to talk about that but uh, <laughs> but, uh I, that, I could resist sorry <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna speed past that um so the, the, the line is 277.5 uh, uh total yards and that is a line that uh, Tua cleared in nine of his 12 games last year where he got at least 70% of the snaps, right? We're just taking out that one game where he got hurt very, very early. Of those 12 games where he played at least, uh, you know, three quarters, he cleared this nine line nine out of 12 times. And that's why this line is so attractive to me because regardless of game script here, and I, I'm, I'm of the belief that the Patriots defense is actually not terrible, but like Trevor said, um, Guarding receivers one-on-one, -on -one, one level. Guarding Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, in general, just another level, right? And something we saw from Tua Tagovailoa in week one, like you said, he can throw deep, but also something that I saw from him in week one, which I don't think I've ever seen from Tua, is throwing across all – if you look at his, uh, his passing chart, throwing across all parts of the field – just something he wasn't doing consistently last year, despite his successful season, was throwing to the outside left and right. And he was doing that, just dicing up the Chargers secondary. Now, I know the Patriots secondary is better, and I actually love Christian Gonzalez, the first-round pick. But, like you said, there's only so much Bill can do to stop Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And if Bill is successful in forcing Tua into some mistakes and the Patriots actually come out with the lead, which this game is close to pick him on the books, I could see that happening. That's only more reason for the Dolphins to keep their uh, foot on the, the pedal or whatever the goddamn phrase is. But <laughs> that's that's only that's only more reason for Miami to keep throwing the damn football because they know now that Tua can throw and to keep pace in this game, they're going to need to throw the football, use their best weapons. So that's why I like Tua regardless of the game script, and I'm also on the higher 277 total yards. I like it. Yeah, and uh, we so if if you if you are already signed up with the DFS Dominator on Underdog, and you already are looking, you know, while you're on stream, you're going to check out the Underdog Pick Generator. You can see a list of ten picks that that we're kind of leaning right now, and over the course of the week, as more projections appear, uh, we're going to find more ahead of the Friday show to find out, uh, you know, to, uh, to put in for our entries on Friday. But we found one that we both like that is extremely mispriced. Uh, and that is what we're going to pair with the two apiece, just because I personally believe this line could move more than five yards by the time it's Friday. We're pairing it right now with Tua. Trevor, which receiver are we backing this week? So this is an interesting matchup because the team we're going against has arguably the best corner. He could be argued as the best cornerback in the league. Um, they're, you know, new coach, new system. Um and, you know, they're going to be playing up in mile high. And I'm talking about Patrick Satane. He is a monster. Um, I think they run our pick the opposite side of him as much as they can. So 
I, I think that's the goal is to have him on the opposite side. Um, the enemy is very well aware of Mr. Sertain after last season. He knows how to scheme against them. Go watch how the chiefs played against them last year. And that'll give you an idea how they're going to scheme people open. Um, so our pick here is Mr. Dotson of the Washington Redskins. I think Denver is going to have to throw the ball or sorry. Uh, Washington's going to have to throw the ball a lot in this game and uh, can't help but cause a habit. Um, but I think they're going to have to, the commanders are going to have to throw a lot. I think this is actually going to be a little higher scoring game than people expect. And I'm, I think this line, once the books start dropping their lines later today, tomorrow, um, <laughs> are going to, I think this is going to come out higher. And as Han said, I think this is going to open at like 50 on the books. And I think we're getting a steal here at 45 and a half. I love it. We, I have been one of the the biggest Jahan Dotson fans since, um, you know, I worked with the Breakout Finder and uh, noticed that the Breakout Finder agrees that this man is good at football. Uh, week one, uh, he has uh, seven targets, five receptions uh, for 40 yards. And I actually thought part of the reason that game was so close, unnecessarily close, was Ron Rivera being conservative um, and not letting uh. Sam Howell just get, get to business, throw the football to your good players early. Uh, but like you said, uh, Patrick Sertan, um, you know, obviously on the other side, that entire defense is pretty good. But uh, if Terry McLaurin is, you know, as we expect him to play, we expect Terry McLaurin to play. Um, and if he does, that's only more reason for uh, the commanders to continue targeting um, the uh, uh, targeting Jahan Dotson. If we think Sertan's going to be shadowing Terry McLaurin uh, and Dotson, this is a guy who's been, who was clearing this regularly last year, despite this quarterback roulette, right? And uh, we're getting, I think, a discount here. And our projections, which um, running by, uh, which are being run by the analytics uh, department with uh, Dario Austin and Billy Muzio, have this over 10 yards higher. I believe they're at 60 uh, receiving yards on Jahan Dotson this week. Yes. 60. So the line is 45 and a half. Let that sink in. <laughs> so we're getting higher than 45 and a half receiving yards in a game script where. I think the game is going to be close. I think Washington's going to have to pass the ball. I'm absolutely fully on board with it. We're going to lock it in now. The entry, once again, again, we're recommending half a unit. Stick to these wager recommendations. You don't want to be uh, blowing your entire bankroll um, on one on you know even a few plays. You, you want to pace yourself for the entire season. Remember that these are you double your whatever on a two pick. You buy in, let's say twenty dollars. You're up. $40 by the end of it, if it hits, right? So you only need to, even if you hit 40% of these entries for the full season long, if you're putting the same amount all season long, you're profiting over the course of the season. That's our goal. So stick to these unit recommendations. We're pairing two attack of Iloa higher than 277 and a half total yards and Jahan Dotson higher than 45 and a half receiving yards. I am maxing it. Yep. So remember this, uh, and this is going to be in my write-up about this. You know, they took uh certain and had them all over Devonte, rightfully so the raiders had jacoby myers catch 12 passes for 162 yards before he took a cheap shot if he doesn't take that cheap shot i think he even goes higher um they just took advantage of that and dotson's going to be in that jacoby myers role this week 
against this offense. So if you guys are looking for some more data points, why do we like that? That's why I also think the line, when it comes out of the books, the line is going to open higher. Uh, I am personally going to work uh, Dotson in today to another play because, again, I think we're going to get some value uh, once we get more more lines coming out from you know the big sports books. Absolutely. And Dotson was a guy that I was uh, considering – for our season long for, for touchdowns. Cause I just think he's such a good red zone threat. Um, but you know, ne- never, never be, you know, stuck in with your, your preseason, you know, ideologies of how a player is going to be used. The value here is on the receiving yards. Um, I absolutely love him to go off in this matchup. Uh, like you said, once again, recapping our two entries that are locked in for this episode for the two attack of Iloa hundred K special on underdog. We are maxing out the entry on, Two attack of Iloa higher than 277 and a half total yards. And Johan Dotson higher than 45 and a half receiving yards. And for Thursday night football, you want to lock this in ASAP. The lines keep moving. It's already been moving. You want to get it in now. Dallas Goddard higher than 46 and a half receiving yards. And Alexander Madison higher than 12 and a half rushing attempts. Trevor, you got any uh, closing words before we're back here on Friday finding more winners? Yeah, I'm excited. Let's. Uh, I'm up two to one versus the Hans one and two for our season log. Uh, want to want to make sure, even if I'm only ahead one week this season, I want to make sure I say it that I'm I'm ahead one week on our our picks on the show. Wait, wait, wait! What did you what did you hit that I did? Wait, I'm so confused. No, no, I, I had three players. Oh, I was counting just individual players. Oh, individual. Um, got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we split our actual picks. Um, right. But uh, player-wise, I went two and one. He went one and two. So I just I wanted to tease him about it. Yeah, so, he's as, a Patriots as, fan. I got to give him a hard time. Always fair. I've been dealing with uh, dealing with it my my entire life. As Matt Babbage in the chat uh, knows what I'm talking about. But I think together, you know, we're going to keep this theme of finding collab oh. plays that we both like on Wednesdays. We're going to keep this train going. We'll be back here for Friday. I think though, before that, we found two winners. We will see you after Thursday night football back here, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Friday for the underdog pick and board for week two.